Hello and welcome to Cherries in Focus episode 27 here on Cherries Red Army. Welcome to our YouTube channel. If you're listening to us on the podcast, thank you very much. And do subscribe to us. We are getting closer to 2,000 subscribers on YouTube. I say it every week, but we are nudging very, very close. Do hit the like button this evening. Or if you're watching this back on replay, it helps the video grow between now and kickoff in the FA Cup against Swansea. We'll be talking about that in this stream. And of course, that interactive chat is open. So if you are a subscriber, you can get involved because we are going to be talking about the lineups, potential lineups on Thursday. We are going to also breeze, probably breeze over what happened last weekend against Liverpool. Also use the comments if you are watching this back on replay. I've got Matt and Steve with me. Matt, good evening. Good to have you back on a Cherries in Focus. How are you? Good to see you on Sunday. Not the result we wanted. Come to that in a moment. But how are you? Good evening, Kurt. Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, good evening to everybody watching. Um, yeah, it's great to be back on. Um, been away for a, a few weeks, uh, work commitments, etc. again. But yeah, it was great to be there on Sunday. I, I, I think we were saying off, off air, weren't we? It was, I enjoyed it, or we all enjoyed it up till half time, probably. And then as soon as the second half kicked off, um, it all went down, all went peak tong from there. But hey, it is what it is. You know, we're up against quality opposition, even though they had players missing. So you know, we can't be too despondent and uh, hopefully we can bounce back on uh, on Thursday evening. We've had some good streams, though, in the last few weeks, months. Steve, good to have you on another one. We do have to drop these in every now and again because otherwise we'd be winning Premier League. So we have to face it. What happened on Sunday? How are you this evening, though? Yeah, I'm all right. I've recovered from it. I was I was a bit um, dejected after the second half on Sunday. I just, I just it was... Game of two halves, wasn't it? Literally, I thought we were in the game. I thought we were we were good value. We had a little bit of a lull in the middle. I thought we started brightly and we ended the half really well. But then they just came out and their levels up. Tanar's levels seemed to drop, and you know, I think Andoni's going to be really upset at the way their levels dropped. Um, but you know, some really a bit naivety. I, I suppose there's a case to say there's a few square pegs and round holes playing in positions they wouldn't usually be in. And you know we succumbed to the better team, and once they once they caught their their goal, they sort of they just went on from there, didn't they? And um, obviously nothing went right for us, even the substitutions and MX Maxi going off. It you know I, I left the ground feeling very dejected, but I'm all right now. I'm I'm chirpy. I've got we've got another game to look forward to. Yeah. They have got their mojo back, Liverpool. Even without Salah, Slobberslie, and fullbacks that create goals and assists, they have got their mojo back, top of the Premier League. Let's jump into the chat this evening. Chris Hubble, thank you very much for joining us on another Cherries in Focus. Same to you, Morgan. Thank you very much. We've got Aaron Kay, a regular on Cherries Red Army. He's joining us in the live chat. Mark Singleton, good to see you outside the North Stand before that fixture against Liverpool. We've got Paul from Australia. Thank you very much. And Junior Cherry, Tommy. So welcome, Tommy, to a live stream. Steve's apologising for the slight technical issues we've had. We all have them, including myself. That's what makes live so interesting. Mark Cole, thank you very much. Ollie Windsor. Thank you for the nice comment on the social media X and Alan's also joining us. Um, we'd like to start and just wish Jaden Anthony and his family that I hope they're doing OK after the sad loss of his mum. So, Jaden Anthony, we wish you all the best and hope this week is not too stressful for you. A couple of things I want to pick up, guys, before we dive into the Liverpool game. Steve, coming to you because I think you've watched a couple of 
academy games and we're building this new training complex we're really taking our club to the next level we're growing through the categories and the academy under alan connell are doing some fantastic stuff a little mention for them yeah i mean they absolutely blew was it newcastle wasn't it, it blew them away and um and again last night wasn't it did they have a game last night as well when they got against that? wolves i think five I mean, one against wolves yeah yeah absolutely brilliant so I, I I didn't manage to catch it last night, but I did sort of see a bit of the pre-match interview. I think Nathan Mariah Welsh was back in the side. I think he scored as well. So that's good. He's been out on loan at Newport, I think, I believe it was, and done well there. So some bright, bright sparks for the future. And yeah, there are some lads within that team that I've I've seen in a couple of games where I think, yeah, they could they could pop if they, you know, if they knuckle down and put their heart and soul into it, they could maybe push for a push for a first team you know, into the first team squad, not necessarily to start or anything like that, but there's definitely some good signs there. There I say it, Matt, future looks bright and Phil Foley can get his massive checkbook out when he wants and pay 20 million to a point with FFP getting involved, as we know. But if you can recruit within and you can grow a talent and actually they can then get into the first team and you may cash in later down the line and make 50, 60 million quid, but actually you benefit, we benefit from it initially. I mean, it's the best way to, to build a squad, right? I think it's the only, the only way really, Kurt, the only sustainable way for a club like ourselves is to, is to build from the foundation up. And, and that means that we've got to produce homegrown talent and to produce homegrown talent, you've got to have the infrastructure and the facilities to do so, to be able to attract said homegrown talent and to be able to nurture them develop them and, and bring them through. Um, and those that rise to the top, we know that that will be a, a very small amount of players because of the level we're now playing at in the Premier League. You've got to be exceptional to be able to, to make the grade. But, um, you know, a lot of clubs do it. You know, we've only got to look down the road at our, our lovely neighbours, haven't we, and, and, and what they've done over the years. And if we could replicate that in even a, in, a, in a smaller way, it would put us on a very sound footing because we are going to sail pretty close to the wind, I think, in terms of FFP. Um, due to the, the the nature of us as a football club, we are always going to be one of the smaller clubs in the in the Premier League. Certainly, even with the advancements in you know infrastructure in terms of new stadium, growing the fan base, we're still not going to be able to compete at a level that the you know a lot the majority of the other clubs do. So therefore, you've got to look at other ways to um, become sustainable and to continue growth within your your football club. And one of the main things is going to be to bring nurture talent through through the ranks up to Premier League level and then at the, the appropriate time, sell them for appropriate transfer fees and keep that conveyor belt and that chain running and going. Um, we, we've seen that the likes of Brighton do it. Um, they recruit very well as well, very smartly run football club. We've seen Southampton do it over the years. So we're going to have to replicate that um, that sort of model, really. And it's so it's really encouraging to see. I mean, some of the performances of late from the development squad and from the, uh, the, the academy groups, uh, particularly the, the Newcastle win and the Wolves win last night, it's, it's amazing to see. And it's something that, again, we could have only have, have dreamt of really as a football club competing at, at this level in uh, in years gone by. So, yeah, long, long may it continue. Fantastic news for the academy. So we'll keep an eye on that. And Steve, very, very quickly, some news on Emiliano Marcondes. He's gone on loan to the end of the season to Hibernian. I mean, that will see the end of his contract. I mean, he's a very, very good championship player for Brentford and for us. He has struggled to 
make it a first team regular in, in the Premier League. I mean, the Championship is a tough league. SPFL, in my opinion, is not close to that. So, Mark Ondes, really, if he can recover from that long term injury, he did have. We know he's a talent. We know he's a threat in front of goal. Hibernian should have a good player here and he should be very comfortable in that league. Yeah, I'd imagine he'd be he'd, he'd see that as a, a good challenge actually. Up at you know coming back from the injury he's come back from, you know it's a nasty one for him. He's out for a long time, but I did see he, he played in one of the development uh, games that I saw earlier in the season. He did look a little bit off it, so he need, definitely needs game time to get his career back on track. And we've got a habit of loaning players to Scottish Scottish clubs of late, so I think we've got a good relationship with Hibs and the like. Um, yeah, I think was it. Uh, we've, yeah, we've sent a couple up there in the last couple of years, haven't we? I think um, well, James Hill had a stint up there, didn't he? Again, James oh. Hill, yeah, was it Hearts? Yeah, yeah, so we sent a few up there. Um, so yeah, I mean, it can only be good for him to get some game time because he's it, when I saw him, he did it just looked like he was lacking it. He was off the pace, match fitness, and all the rest of it, which you come, you know, you would expect after being out so long. But I mean, all the best to him. I know his contract's running out, but. He's never let us down, has he? Really, he's always he's he's stuck around. He's never moaned, and, and he's actually, I, I see him. You know, you see him leave the the state, the gap, the, the uh, Dean Court, and that after the games, and he's always in good spirits, whether he's played or not. He's always good with the fans. He's um, a bit of a fan's favourite, really, isn't he? And you know, he's um, he, he, you know, all the best to him. Good luck to him. Yeah, he's a good lad, Mark Ondes. He's a fan favourite, and he always gives time to the fans. So, wish him all the best and. I think he can do really well there in the second half of the season. Right, let's look at this. Last Sunday, what an opportunity we had to upset Liverpool again. But um, second half didn't go to plan at all. And Doni was not happy with the first 10, 15 minutes of that second half. And Liverpool really turned the screw. We'll talk about where it might have gone wrong. As I said, we might not dwell on it too much. But there were changes in the side because of injuries. There were also changes for Liverpool, but four goals, two for Nunes, two for Jota. Matt, I thought we started okay. I thought we were quite bubbly. I thought that we got some set pieces, corners. We didn't quite trouble them, but we were getting in positive areas. I thought the middle of the first half was a little bit messy. Passing let us down a bit. I think the unbalance of the centre-back partnership and the full-backs where James Hill had his first start and he was playing left-back. I thought it might be Aaron's actually, Matt, but it ended up being James Hill, but Either or, really, it doesn't really matter. I'm not a fan of right-footed centre-backs when they're heavily right-footed on the left. I've never been a fan of Smith playing there, but he's done a job there many times. But it does create an unbalance there. Sinistero overdid it because he didn't have movement around him, so he was do- overdoing it on the ball. Got messy. Second half, we didn't react. And, yeah, I mean, your overall summary, really, of, of, of where it all went wrong and the problems we, we encountered in that second half. I think you, where it all went wrong, really, is, is is in the back four. I mean, to have such a makeshift back four against potentially the the most, you know, one of the most potent strike forces in the league in terms of how they play, their creativity, what they can do to you with the quality they've got. I mean, we can talk all day long about the players that they had missing, but when you look at their lineup, you know, there's there's a World Cup winner pulling the strings in midfield. You know, you, you've got Nunes and, and and Diaz up top. Jota has, has got real quality. We know that. So, you know, we're still up against it. When you're asking for a lad in James Hill, that's very young and very inexperienced still, particularly at this level, to come back in and step it up. He's been at Blackburn. He's done phenomenal. He's been on loan up in the Scottish Premier League, done really well. It's a different ask to, you know, for him to come straight into a team, you know, fresh and against the likes of Liverpool. 
not only that, you're playing him out of position. You're playing him left back when he's when he's right. He's a right-footed centre-half, isn't he, really? So it was always a massive ask. You've got Chris Mepham there, who ring rusty, hasn't had the game time, hasn't had the minutes. Um, and the, the, it just looked disjointed. I thought first half we did cope with it well. Um, I thought Ryan Christie actually got to grips with uh, McAllister really well. Um, mugged him off, actually, a couple of times. I remember once he, I think he, he'd done him run rings around him a little bit and then sprayed a ball wide. And I, I was thinking, we've got Ryan Christie here mugging off a World Cup winner. Does it get any better than that? And I thought first half, we were competitive. We did compete with them well. We had our moments. And going into half time, you, you sort of thought, yeah, you know, we're, we're in the game here. It's ebbed and flowed. And like you say, been a bit disjointed in the middle of it. But we were competitive and we were sort of worthy of, of, of holding them. And second half, you're looking for us to then sustain that and maintain that and kick on. It didn't happen. Klopp obviously got them in at half time and said, look, we need to up it here. The game's there for us. We need to really up our levels. Second half, and they come out and they they certainly showed what they're all about. They got the bit between their teeth, got the early goal, which I thought was was crucial. And you could see them grow in confidence and momentum as the game then went on. Um, as it you know it zapped out of us, and you know Aaron's getting injured was obviously a factor. Mm. Um, and obviously we've talked about the the back four, uh, and I just think further up the field we're, we're missing players as well. We miss we miss Semenyo. I think we Alex Scott is not quite at it yet. He's coming back from injury still. Um, and I thought McAllister was starting to dominate things in the second. He was really starting to dominate the midfield second half and uh, along with, with Jones, Curtis Jones next to him as well. Um, and Harvey Elliott as well. I thought they, they got to grips with us and uh, the front three are always going to cause you problems. 4-0 flattered them. Of course it did. But at the end of the day, we're up against the top, top quality team who are going to probably run Man City very close this year for the title. So let's get things in perspective. You know, that, that's what we're up against. Disappointing to lose it 4-0, but we've got to just draw a line under it, uh, move on from it, learn from it and, and go again. Yeah, so Steve, Chris Mepham tries his best, but I'm not sure he's completely happy. I'm not sure where his future lies. I think it showed that we missed Senesi. I know his pace got found out at QPR, but that balance for me of, of Senesi, especially on the ball, he really starts a lot of play for us. And we've seen how good he's been in possession for us when we're on the ball. And Sabani is is the strength and the battler. Um, so, I, 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 yeah, I felt Mepham struggled at times. And then I want to come over to Hill a little bit because there was a lot of praise for Hill on social media. And he did well, Steve. He did well. But the frustration I have is, it's natural for me for a right-footed defender to always want to play backwards or play dangerous balls inside. And I think that happened on occasions. And there was also a moment, I don't know if you recall this, I can't think where you were sitting, Steve, but there was a moment where the ball was played in behind, in between Hill and Neto. And you could see James Hill going, Neto, you're the captain, you're the leader. Can you dominate this situation? Neto that. didn't. Yeah. No. Hill's a young lad here. And he ends yeah. up putting it out for a, a cheap corner. And it's just moments like that where you're just like, this is not us. This this was us at the start of the season, you know, and I don't know if it's a winter break. I don't know if we went away anywhere, but um, just moments like that that really concern me in the first half. Yeah, well, I think there's an argument, you know, like we said, it's a makeshift back four. So they hadn't played together much. James Hill's only just come back from a completely different side. So there's going to be a bit of indecision at times. And I, I mean, we know, we've said it many times on previous previous pods that, Neto's not the most decisive coming out and claiming the ball, is he? So there's that little bit of indecision between him and a young lad. And I think, to be honest, I I, I, I actually, I, I get what you're saying about James Hill and having the wrong-sided player on the wrong side. So they, their tendency is to be, become a bit predictable. They come inside a lot, go back, go sideways. It's, it's, it's very easy to play against. But I think 
for what he was asked to do, I think he he didn't really put much of a foot wrong. He did, you know, you say a cheap corner, but he still dealt with it. He, he didn't leave it to the keeper. And I'd always say that about a defender. If you're not sure, deal with it. Mm. You know, if you can't rely on your keeper to come out and claim it, who is a senior player in this case and should have should have been dominating and asking for the ball and guiding his back four, if you're not going to get that, just deal with it. However, you need to do. Just if in doubt, put it out. It's the old adage. Um, and it, and I just think he he did he did what he needed to do. He was asked to do a job, and he did it reasonably okay. I thought he did, I can't remember him really putting you know having a real ricket in his game. I thought he he, he kept them quiet first half, and, and strangely enough, when he comes off, we start conceding loads of goals. I know that's a bit of a coincidence to say that, but. I didn't. I didn't think it was necessarily a necessary substitution either. I, I can see why it probably was a chance to give Kelly a bit more game time to get him up to speed because we want to get him back in the side. But moving forward, I think it, it'll have a part to play because I think, like you say, Aaron's is looking like he's done his hammy, and um, mm. Smith's I think out for a few weeks more. Um, Sanessi will be back, so there's a, there's a chance he could be in the next game on the other side at right back. So I think it's it's a good opportunity for him, um, and he's been highly rated by the uh, Blackburn fans. So I, I give it, you know, if I were him, I'd just go into it and just play a game and try and stake a claim for a for a start because you know he's gonna he's gonna get an opportunity. Yeah, and I do want to move on very very soon to the FA Cup map, but the goals we conceded for me were very poor. I thought we didn't anticipate the first goal. I think the second one. Sabani got out muscled. There's a goal in there where both players turn their back on Jota and he gets a second bite of the cherry to stick that one away. So the goals we've conceded and Doni won't be happy. Um, Dom Solanke, it was a big day for him, potentially a really big day for him. His numbers are fantastic. He's performing so well in the Premier League, just picked up a personal trophy, maybe knocking on the door. Not sure Gareth Southgate will give him this chance, but maybe knocking on the door for England. Would he have been frustrated on Sunday that he didn't really get the chances? Because even three performances of late for us where we have lost, we've still peppered goals and we've still got shots away. I don't really think we worked, Alisson, at all. And 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 Andoni would have been disappointed with that. We were quite poor in the final third. We were. Um, I think some of, there's there's a couple of elements to that. Obviously, we, we were stifled in the midfield, particularly second half. It was non-existent, really. We were getting dominated in the, in the middle of the park. You've also got a credit... Uh, the, the, their centre half pairing, uh, Van Dyke and Canati. I thought that was a really, really assured, solid dis- defensive display from from the two of them, which you'd expect, you'd come to expect from from the pair of them, really. So no surprise there. Um, ultimately, I think we we missed, we really, really missed the the guile, the tenacity, the the the, the physical presence, pace and power of Semenyo in the final third. I think that was uh, that was that was sorely missed on um, on on Sunday. So there's a number of factors why as to why Dom Solanke wasn't as involved in in the game as he, he should have been, but I thought they 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 really did a number on him um, as a team and particularly a centre half pair and I thought they uh, they kept him under wraps really really well. So it was a frustrating afternoon really for for Dom as it was for uh, for a lot of us. And I think um, going back to Steve's point, I think bang on really about Lloyd Kelly. I mean, he's, he's obviously he needs minutes. He's lacking match sharpness and match fitness, but. When he come on, it's you know it's no coincidence that what, what we conceded at least what two or three goals the minute he comes on to replace James Hill. So it was just completely disjointed. I put it down. I know you've talked about it. They touched on it, Kirk already. I put the four 0 defeat down to the fact that the back four was so 
upset really and disjointed you to be successful at any any level you, you've got to have a settled back four and you've, you've got to have at least two of your probably three of your first choice in amongst it so for it to be that disrupted and to have a lad coming in playing left back when he's a right you know he's been in the championship as a, as a right-sided center half and to have somebody come in like Chris Mepham who's pretty basic you know by his own admission as a defender you know and he's not had the minutes um and and, and then Aaron's goes off with an injury it's just all sort of um not nothing really went for us on the day did it and uh you know right. by the end you, you could see the confidence draining out of the, the team particularly the back four I think we were we were all over the shop weren't we in the end it wasn't a four nil game overall but you get punished at this level don't you and uh, that's that's exactly what happened yeah Paul in the do chat do you think there's says... a case to say that sorry just to butt in with the I thought I thought they dealt I thought they dealt with most things okay in the first half. I know it's a makeshift yeah. back four and there were some yeah, wobbles. I was really happy. But yeah. I think for the first half they dealt with most of it. And I think there's I think we're focusing on the fact that we had a makeshift back four a bit too much. And I think there was a, a few players that didn't turn up. I know you say that Dom was marked out in the game, and I I, I totally agree. I think they did the right number on him. But I think players like Tavernier, Cliver, I just think didn't turn yeah. up really. They tried, they kind of huffed and puffed and didn't really get an hysteria as well yet. Yeah. They came, we had some good passing movements and passages of play, little nice little triangles to start off with, end of the first half as well. But there was no final ball, no, no. final product with it. And, you know, when you're playing again, you, you're going to, you're going to come up against, you know, pressure from Liverpool at some point. You will do. So when you get opportunities to, Put the ball in the back of net. You got to take them. We had. Mm. I, I could go through Christie's one in the first half. I mean, that's sorry, but you've got. Put, all you need to do is put a foot on it, and it goes in. Wrong foot. He, it he went with his left. Yeah. I think well, he went with his yeah. Left. Regardless, his right. That's in. But my point is, we can't just focus on the back four. We have got to say, you know, from as a collective, yeah, it, was, it just didn't. It just didn't work. And then second half, you've got lads coming in who get you know tr- you know run out like Brooksy and 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 Kiefer, yeah. and they both had opportunities. Um, yeah, Brooksy's one's dreadful. Um, well, they're both dreadful, but you, you know you've got to be putting those chances away. I know it didn't mean mean much at that point, but it mm. would have been something, something to get the crowd, you know, a little bit on on your side. And you think, come on, lads, you you've been waiting for a chance, and you get one, and you and you play like that, and you just think it's not. I just was- don't think it's complete. Uh, look at look at their goals as well. I think the first. First, the first one's a great goal from their point of view. It's one touch football. It's quick. It's incisive. We're all over the place. Cut us Second open. one, yeah. yeah, they did. Second one, like you say, Zabani gets out muscled. Thinks a bit naivety on his part, trying to win a bouncing ball with a big strong lad. The third one, I think that's cool. complete. Just luck. It's cool. luck. It's cool. luck. Yeah, but yeah, he's cool. missing it's that. Cool. He's missing he has it. Missed it. Yeah, but you've got to deal with it as well. And it's just, it's just fun, space. I know, but you, you've missing it, and it's just full. Any other time yeah. that happens, ten out of ten times that comes off his standing foot and goes out somewhere or behind yeah. him or whatever. Yeah. It just yeah, fell nicely for him. And the fourth one, I'm going to lay the blame at Neto because that's been put in the goal in his six yard box from a <laughs> uh, you know, from a cross in, and that's what I said. You know, just collectively, it just wasn't wasn't. Right. It was disjointed, it was Steve. It was disjointed. Yeah, exactly. Like the whole yeah. team, we, we, it was breaking down far too easily when we had possession. We couldn't keep up, and we were giving the ball away in our own half too often. For my liking, as as well, it was. Yeah, uh, I, it wasn't a great display. I would, but... I would just say, if 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 it was if it was down to me, I would say that you know the best two players on the pitch were probably Cook and Christie, mm-hmm. and I don't think they were brilliant. They just, they just thought they 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 just did. Their, their usual thing, but they didn't have anyone yeah. around them creating no. anything or 
they got dominated yeah, ultimately in the second half. Because I think we, you know, the fact that we held on for the first half and we had moments was a, yeah. was a positive. Yeah, I was really pleased at half time, to be fair. I thought we, we gave a good account of ourselves overall in the, in the first, all things considered. Mm. I thought we could kick yeah. on. We needed to kick on second half, but let's just quickly put it in the bin. Yeah, put it in the bin. There's a few in there this season, not many, but we'll put it in the yeah, bin. Yeah. Paul Faulkner says he'll play well, has a good throw on him. He does have a very good throw on him. Yeah, that's uh, a Mark Singleton, yeah. good point as well. I made this point. Scott was taken off free kicks and corners, yeah. corners, a that bit strange. Happened. What I would say is look, it happens, and I think Andoni will turn this into a positive. I think the the, the team will now understand that you have to approach every game with the mentality. I think maybe that good form, we've taken stuff for granted. Maybe. I mean, it's Liverpool. We shouldn't have taken stuff for granted. They're top of the league. But I That's think the thing. Got you, you can't be too annoyed about it, can you? No, no, exactly. Because look at the run we've been on and we've yeah, come exactly. against two of, the, two of the top six in the last Let's not get carried away. Let's put it and, in perspective. And we, and we, yeah, exactly. We outshot... Tottenham, I thought we were the better side, to be honest. We just, they were yeah. clinical and Liverpool were clinical as well. So, mm. you know, forget forget about it. Move on to the games. You know, we've got much more chance of winning them. It's a shame that we didn't score, though, because Andoni is facing down a record of 13, 14 games consecutively. But it's gone. It's was done. Was it really? Yeah. And we were on 11 and I think Eddie Howe got 13 or 14 one season. So... We were chasing down the record, but it's done. It's it's gone. And, and now what that yeah. means is as long as we bounce back and we have an opportunity on Thursday in a different competition against Swansea, as long as we bounce back, we could get a reaction. Do subscribe to the channel. Do hit the like button. Let's move on to Swansea. We do have a very good record against them. So it's the FA Cup fourth round Thursday. They moved it to Thursday. I could go when it was on Saturday, guys. Now I can't go because we've got family commitments. So won't be at the game at Dean Court annoyingly, but it's Bournemouth against Swansea in the fourth round on Thursday for TV. Not sure what TV programme is, but it's on TV somewhere apparently. But Matt, I think it's on Welsh TV from what happened on Sunday. And, um, yeah, Swansea City. I mean, we've got a very, very good record against them. They're sort of in the unknown in the championship. They don't look like they're really going to fall into trouble. They're not pulling up trees. So they've got a new manager as well, who I think they've they've got from Notts County. So previously been at Swansea, I think, in, in his career. But um, they'll come here knowing that they've got nothing to lose. We know previous seasons recently we've lost to Bournemouth and Burnley. So the FA Cup can do the FA Cup. But Andoni Iriola does like a comp competition, we're being told. And we should be favourites in this game, you'd say. Oh, massively, massively favourites with whatever team he puts out, uh, whatever team he can put out. I, I personally think he'll... We've seen it already. I, I don't think... We've just been told, Kurt, that Iriola loves a cup competition. I think he's he's demonstrated that he wants to take it seriously. I think we were slightly unfortunate to lose to Liverpool in the uh, in the Carabao Cup. He gave that a real go. Um and he's, he's given the FA Cup a real go. He, he obviously realised it wasn't working at QPR, switches it round, and, and we go, and what a response second half to win the game 3-2 the way we did. So 
you know, years ago, even under Eddie Howe in cup competitions, we lose that game at QPR for me, no no question of doubt. Um, but uh, Iriola wasn't prepared to do that. He wanted a response second half. It shows how, how much he cares and how, how important it is, is to him because it's all about momentum and confidence, which, as we've talked about before, is a huge thing in football. We get beat at home to Swansea on Thursday, then you know it puts us in a bit of a tricky spot, doesn't it, in terms of our mentality, our our confidence and any momentum that we had ebbs away just that little bit more because it would be a bit of a shock and a really bad defeat, let's be honest. So I think that he'll pick the strongest side that he possibly can on Thursday, taking into account certain things. I think the key question for me is, does he start Dom Solanke? Um, he didn't do it at QPR. Uh, you know, Kiefer Moore, does he suit the way that we play football? No, he doesn't. Is he a great plan B to bring off the bench? Yes, he is. But So what does he do? He hasn't really got another number nine maybe that he can he can stick in. So that's the biggest question mark for me. But I think apart from that, he will Senesi comes back, that he'll probably start. I think maybe either Mefim or Zibani, Lloyd Kelly, depending on whether he's going to go or not. I don't think he is this window. So I think he needs minutes. So he, he starts for me as well. Travis comes in, in goal. Alex Scott, I think he'll probably he won't have any hesitation in, in starting. He needs minutes. I reckon he'll he'll play him at home to Swansea. You know, there's a risk there in terms of getting him injured but he needs games at the end of the day he's a young lad he needs to showcase his talent you know he's I think he can be pivotal for us so I think people like Phil Billing comes in as well um Sinistera probably you know he hasn't had a lot of game time has he so he, he starts for me as well um and there's a few players rested but that's still a strong lineup for me Kirk and still a, a team there if he's if he's putting that that sort of 11 out that should get the job done for me and get us into the fifth round which is you know, another step closer, isn't it? And you know, it's there for us to have a good crack at this this competition. We're a, we're a mid-table Premier League club. We we should be treating it quite seriously, to be honest. So don't spoil the game, Matt, because we are going to play with the interactive Sorry. chat in a few moments' time, where we're going to try and predict <laughs> what Antonio Riola is going to do on Thursday against Swansea. Steve, we do. We've played Swansea already this season in the Carabao Cup. You'll know that, whether you remember much from it. I mean, we made hard work of that. We made hard work of QPR. We did get the job done, but we need to respect this game. I didn't feel like we respected the QPR fixture a few weeks ago until the second half, until we realised that we were almost out of the competition. So we need to respect the fixture. But yeah, I mean, they got Matt Grimes. They shouldn't have Jamal Lowe. He should be cup-tied. They haven't got players like Perot anymore so they're, they're in a new foundation Swansea they're trying to learn a new technique and a new identity themselves under a new manager they'll probably just have a, have a go at it and see what happens but um yeah can you remember that fixture from the Carabao Cup a few months ago uh vaguely yes it was um yeah it was, it was a bit of a about that no I hope not because I was driving that night so no, I do remember it was it was a three-two, and but we made hard work of it. And yeah, there was a few uh, few things you don't see very often. Ryan Christie scored. Uh, I believe he, if I remember, I think he got the winner. Mm -hmm. I mean, we were dreadful first half, but this has been this has been a kind of a running theme for us in the cup games. We've been a bit of a makeshift side, uh, not very good first half. Come out second half, and you know he's obviously put a rocket up them. And, and seem to turn it around. Now, we can't keep doing that. I mean, like you said, we need to respect this fixture. We were very fortunate against QPR because I, yeah, when they scored the second, I know they didn't offer a lot, but they, you just think, oh, God, is it going to be one of those days where we've just kicked, you know, we've made Rob for our own back and we've got ourselves out of the cup. As it was, it, it, we turned it around again. But 
I think you've it's difficult one for me because I, I think I'm still I'm still a bit of one of these people I don't want to take risks with players that we what we need for the league so the likes of Solanke I probably would leave out um just because I don't unless we've got someone coming in I don't know I'd put I personally I, I like the thought well it's not like the thought but I've, we've seen Cliver up front um previously mm. used there's a I, I don't think he was really at it um, on on Sunday. So, is there a case to say he could do with getting himself a bit of confidence, getting himself a couple of goals? I think really whatever team we put out should have enough to beat Swansea because they're having a bit of a mixed bag, like you say. Mm. They, they, I looked at their fixtures or the results earlier, and it's literally win, draw, loss, win, draw. It, you know, it's there's no consistency in their results. They lost the weekend as well to some team down the road. Apparently. Yeah, they've they, they they've had it. <laughs> yeah, they've had a couple of. They they've had a couple of little upsets, I suppose you call it. They beat, I think they went to, went to Norwich and beat them and beat West Brom. You know, teams you think they would yeah. probably lose against. So there's they got they got capabilities in their side, but we you know if we take it seriously, like you said, and and only seems to want to, um, we shouldn't have any trouble with whoever we put out. It's just the mentality of it. So we want to take it seriously. We want to get a good result. We want to put a show on for the crowd, and. You know, recent recent form would say that we shouldn't struggle with this. I can't remember any. Uh, do you know? I don't. I can't remember when we lost to them last. I just cannot remember Such it. Such a good record. It, well, let's have a look. I know. Um, I've got a few match sort of ha- uh, stats here. Well, stats, some key information about the fixture between us. So, the only previous FA Cup tie between Bournemouth and Swansea was in November two thousand. The Cherries winning two 0 with goals from Wade Elliott and James Hayter. Matt, I remember that. Yeah. Um, Swansea, Swansea are winless in their last 12 games against Bournemouth in all competitions. Drawn four, lost eight, and have already lost 3-2 against them in the League Cup this season. No side has ever eliminated the Swans from both competitions in the same season before. That's interesting. But also, Bournemouth, us, the Cherries, have lost their last two FA Cup matches against teams from lower division than them, Borehamwood and Burn- Burnley. And didn't we lose to Southampton in the quarterfinals of the FA Cup the season before that yeah. as well, I think. So home record yeah. doesn't look great, does it? But some interesting match information there, match lineup. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. But I'm very confident going into this. We just need to shrug off Sunday. And have a good it's a case to say we might, we might beat the same team twice in both Cups and knock them out. But there's also a case to say we could lose to the same team twice in the Cup. Mm. You see where I'm going? Yeah. So we lost to Liverpool and Liverpool's still in the FA Cup. That's what I mean. You tend to get those seasons when you end up playing the same bloody team about four times. And it just seems like one of them. This We had Everton, didn't we, last time? Yeah. We had them in the cup yeah. and then we beat them in the league. And I don't know. It'd be funny, funny done things have happened. Liverpool. Absolutely done with watching them, to be <laughs> well, honest. Watching with them you. beat us. Yeah, I'm just done with it, to be honest with you. Um, and also, Matt. <laughs> We're going to go into those predictive lineups. We're going to get involved with the interactive chat. But well, if we get it. through, if we get, yeah, it's already been done by yourself. If we do get through this, right? If we do get through this fixture, we should feel confident that we can. This comp- competition is going to open itself wide open. There's a lot of Premier League teams that have gone already. There's more Premier League battles going on in the fourth round. Get a nice draw in the fifth. And I'm, I am thinking that, you know, I might get a little bit excited. Well, look, we're, like I said previously, we're we're a, effectively a, a mid-table Premier League team. You know, you've got the sides above you that are, are in Europe, a lot of them are, are, are spinning so many plates, um, going for European places, Champions League, Premier League. 
And yeah, I'm not to, not to say that we 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 should be winning the thing, but even to get to a to get to a semi final, which is now what played at Wembley, mm-hmm. how massive, how huge would that be for a club like us to be in the semi somewhere where some some to, to do something that we've never ever done before, because we we've been all about being unprecedented and, and breaking these records over what the last 10, 11 years, getting to the Premier League, spending five seasons there, getting to the the quarterfinals of the FA Cup for the first time, a few, you know, for the second time. Sorry, if you to, to get to a semi, uh, the next stop is Europe, isn't it? Let's be honest. That's where that's our ultimate aim to get to Europe, and that is that's the that's sort of the glass ceiling. But what what an achievement! I can't to get believe to I'm having Cup. this conversation. We've been all about breaking. Harry thinks it's time for a cup run. Eddie wasn't interested so, yeah. in any cups. I, I think so. Otherwise, it becomes boring, doesn't it? So staying up every year, making steady steps every season. Yeah, you got you got to do something with it. You got to do something for the fans, haven't you? To really reignite yeah. you as a, as a club sometimes and as a fan base, and get into a, even a semi final of an FA Cup would be magical, wouldn't it? A day out at Wembley, you know, see where it takes us. Just let's go for it. Why not? Oh, let's don't Matt, don't yeah. Matt, uh, Steve. There is no way the ticketing system copes with a semi-final ticket release. Never in a million years. <laughs> That's no the reason chance. I want to see it. <laughs> no, I, I'm going I'm to be completely grey if that happens. It just do <laughs> me in that will. Even though we know we're going to have enough tickets, it's not going to cope with it. There's going to be like a line queue of 652. You'll be in in about 10 minutes. I mean, it, right. it, felt, it felt a bit in the week, didn't it? Or was it last week? It, yeah, it the Swansea game. Yeah. Sort it out, club. Yeah, sort it out. Right, we need to sort out. I'll tell you what we need to sort out. Who's going to start on Thursday? What's Andoni going to do? We've done this before. Let's bring it on the screen. We've got a football pitch, Matt. We've got a football pitch, Steve, and we'll go through it. And what we'll do is we'll get you involved in the chat and you can tell us what you think. So do play along. Do tell us what you think. I'm going to start us off, though, guys. I'm going to go with Mark Travers. Super Mark Travers in goal. I know he conceded two at Loftus Road, but he starts for me. Neto. At a at a at a day to forget, not just him, but he had a day to forget against Liverpool. But yeah, Travers is in for me. So, Steve, you're a defender. I mean, Matt's a defender as well. I think he was a fullback. Give yeah. me your defence, and I'll see if Matt wants to change anything in there. What's your you back four? Give me... So my yeah. back four would be James Hill, right back. Yeah. I back four in the chat. Matt. So if you're playing along in the chat, what's your back four? Meps, yeah, right centre back. Yeah. Sanessi, yeah, and this one's difficult. Uh, it's probably got to be Lloyd, I suppose, because Lloyd's back. It's the 100%. only option you got, really, unless unless you unless you start putting players like Tav there. No, that would be mine. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah, disagree I mean, with you that. The last time I think, I think the other the the good thing about that is that I don't think I don't think Zabani's missed a minute of football the whole season. No. He could probably do. I know I know we're in the midst of a break, but he could probably do with a little break himself because he's played every minute and he's yeah. been superb. But you know, I, would, I think that I think that's good. That's a good enough defence to deal with 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 Swansea. That's yeah, Steve, I was. I, I was going to say, Steve. I was going to say, like, what's your reasoning for keeping out Sabani? I assumed it was be was going to be the case that he's it's, played every Premier League game. Yeah, just 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 because he's he's been he's been there every game, and he could probably just do with a break. You know, it, we've got we've got a bit of time off after it as well. So he's, you know, he, you know, he's he's well overdue a, a break, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
Matt, very quickly as well, when we last did this FA Cup stream with a couple of Bournemouth fans, they were predicting that Greenwood would start at QPR. And I didn't really think, I did think it was going to happen. I thought it was a good shout, actually. But he didn't. Um, again, I'm, I think I expect Greenwood to be on the bench. He's got a good left peg as well. But um, yeah, just yeah. maybe a bit too early in his career. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Yeah, I think that's that's to come for him. Um, but, you you know, you don't know, uh, you don't know what's what's going on behind the scenes in, in training and things like that. And Donny's has got to think that he's uh, he, he's ready for it, and he clearly he didn't against QPR. And I think if Lloyd Kelly's fit and he needs minutes, which he does, then it's, this is a perfect opportunity to to play him. He's still our player at the end of the day. I think he will be now to the end of the season. So yeah, let's um, let's play him. And Steve, just going in there, Mark Cole, he's gone Hill, Mepham, Senesi, Tavernier. Now, I was asking for Tavernier to play at left-back when we were struggling for left-backs because he's naturally left-footed. He will overlap, etc. thought he did struggle, actually, at QPR. He had an attacking player against him that had him for pace. And maybe that's why Tavernier didn't start a left-back against Liverpool because maybe Iriola was worried about him on the turn. But this is Swansea. Why can't Tavernier play left-back? If, if uh, Kelly's know, still really. iffy, I mean, I know <laughs> Kelly. I know Kelly's decent. I mean, say Kelly's not fully fit. Yeah, but he, if he's fit enough to come on against Liverpool, he's fit enough to start against Swansea. Yeah. I, to, I should think Tavernier. I just don't know. You he's want not a left back? Is he? We, yeah, we, he's... No, he's not a left back. He's it's another Neither square Zango. peg in a round hole. Ke- no, I no, know, but he's... Kelly's not, is he? Yeah. We haven't got either of them. Yeah, mm. if Kelly, yeah, if Kelly's away. Play, why wouldn't you play him? Tavernier's strength is going for in an attacking sense. He's mm-hmm. not a left back, as he could probably do a rest as well. Maybe if he no, really needs, he, can, one, he but... can do a job there if you want him to. But yeah, if Kelly's sure fit, surely you play him. But you? Kelly, Kelly needs, like you said, Kelly needs game time. He's he's, he's played minutes. left back yeah. naturally. Yeah, and he's, he's left sided. I don't see why you wouldn't play him there. It may, it no. just makes sense to me. I don't know, chat. Steve worried about Yannick Blassi potentially going up against Marcus Tavernier. I mean, he is 34. He is 34, Blassi. But Yannick Blassi, is he still playing? Yeah, he's playing oh, yeah. for them. He's in their team. He's on a short contract. So, interesting. Uh, let's move into midfield then, Matt. I've got a double pivot. Not sure we need a double pivot. Um, but give me a couple of midfielders, Matt. No, I, I, I'm not sure we do either. But um, well, do you want me to give you all three? I'll go for it then. Go on. Yeah, so I think I think Lewis Kirk. I mean, he's obviously been in and out a little bit. I think he can he can, he can play this one as the as the holder, um, give Ryan Christie a rest because he he tried to do that against QPR and had to bring him on because uh, nobody else could be trusted. Um, so I'd, I'd I'd go Alex Scott. I would. He he needs minutes. He's on his way back, and the ability the kid's got, he, he needs to play. And this could be a real chance for him to. It, this was his level one that he could run the show here. He really could. Um, and he needs the game time as well, getting back in the swing. So I'd play Alex Scott alongside Lewis Cook holding. Um, and I'd, I'd probably go uh, Phil Billing in, uh, in in the 10 role for this one, who's another player that has been out of the picture a little bit. Um, Iriola's obviously not fancied him to start. He's been bringing him on. But oddly, he brought Brooks on ahead of Billing on, on Sunday, which I was a little bit surprised at. So I don't know quite what's going on there. But Billing obviously needs game time. And you've got to factor in the fact that these players have, you know, got to be kept happy up to a point. If, if he doesn't start on Thursday night, Billing, I can't imagine him being too pleased about that. And we know what he can offer us as well. So, yeah, I, I'd go with a Cook, Scott, and Billing um, triangular formation in that in that three with Billing in the ten. Wing is going for Tavernier, Scott, Sinister, midfield three, 
Billing potentially involved. Scott Billing Cook, same as you, Matt. Chris Hubble's going for Cook, Christy, Scott Billing. And we've got Paul Faulkner going for Christy Cook, Scott as well. Um, Philip Billing likes a goal against Swansea, Steve. Is Ryan yeah. Christie getting a day off? He thought he was going to get a day off in London at Loftus Road, but we had to call on him. That's the engine. Are you worried that there's no Ryan Christie? Don't disagree with what Matt's saying there. I do like the lineup. You do need to get bit minutes into Billing to keep him happy. And Alex Scott needs minutes as well. So, yes, yeah, yeah. right. Previously, I, think... I said that I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. The only player I'd like, look, I think if you can go strong and you can get your noses in front and bit, get yourself into a comfortable position, then you could like look, take it, take some of maybe Kirk or Scott off and bring someone like Kilkenny on, give him some minutes just to get him a little, you know, a little bit involved in the squad. When, if you're doing well, when you're two up or something like that late on, yeah, in the game. Maybe. Yeah. but I, I would go, I would go strong with it. And I think that's, that's as pretty much as I don't think you're, you know, you can't emulate Christie because like we said, he's an absolute mentalist. I don't know how he keeps it going, but I, I've, I've said this season, I think Cook's, Cook's level, Cook's levels of, you know, his energy levels have increased. I think he's, you know, I think there's enough energy in there with Scott and Cook to, to yeah. cope with what Scott, what Swansea will have. And creativity as well, Steve, with Scott. We need that creativity. Well, Scott, and Bill, Scott and Bill and... Hey, well, he, all of them, they're, all, they're all creative. Yeah. Mm. I do Who's want that? Scott on set pieces. I want Scott back on set pieces. Yeah, that's key as well. He yeah. changed the game at QPR. Oh. Yeah. I think okay. we don't forget that we could we have we might have made a mistake with the back four. Don't forget that Lewis Cook played back four against QPR second <laughs> half. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's who knows if Andoni. Yeah. Let's not. We don't want to know about the striker yet in the chat. So let's do the two wingers, Steve. We got David Brooks didn't take his chance at QPR. Didn't take his chance against Liverpool late in the game. I know the game was gone, but didn't take the chance. Sinistera, Justin Cliver, Marcus Tavernier, who's picking up. The two attacking winger roles. I personally would give Sinistera another run out on the left. Because I thought in, in, in moments he did some tricks and flicks that were nice and they did come off on Sunday. And he looked like he wanted to take players on, which I don't think we have enough of that in our team, like wanting to beat a man. It's just, a, you know, again, it was, a, it was a case of final ball and final decision making that let him down a little bit. But he's been in and out. He hasn't had a solid run, has he? I, I think he might, might be that sort of player. I think most players, you know, are going to be better for having a longer run in this in a side. So I'd go with Sinistera. I'm I'm stuck with this one because my head says my head says Cavanier, but my, my heart says give Brooksy another go and against a side that he should be able to cope with quite easily and perform well against. Is he still in a Bournemouth um, shirt in it's a just, week's it's, time? It's, well, that's the thing. I don't know. And 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 is there an argument to say he, he's had those chances already and not really taking the ball by the horns? And we all love Brooks and we know what he's been through, but it's just doesn't doesn't seem to be happening for him, whatever, whether he doesn't suit Andoni's ethos of way he wants to play or whatever. But he's not showered himself in glory on Sunday, missing that easy chance. But I kind of want to give him another chance. I, I just think that's that's a bit of sentiment. I'm I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure of that it's sentiment with me. But also, Matt Clivert came on off the bench against QPR on the right and got the winner. And I'm a big Tav fan. You know, I'll I'll mm. keep beating that drum. But 
He looked yeah. frustrated. He looked frustrated against Liverpool. He looked frustrated when he didn't get the ball in the positions he wanted them. I don't know. Does Tav need a break? I mean, I want to attack this because we want to go strong, but maybe Clive off the right. I mean, it's Swansea. This is a game that we should really be going for them. We should be really confident. We're the Premier League side. They're in no man's land in the Championship. I feel like I want to lean towards Clive. I understand what Steve's saying about David Brooks, but... Not even sure he's going to be part of this. No, no, no. I'm saying I'm saying Tavernier, but oh, there's a Tavernier, bit of sentiment sorry. that wants wants oh, me to see Brooks okay. Brooks come on and do something and be, yeah. be the Brooks we remember him. But I just I think, don't I just don't think it's there anymore. No, I think Brooks it, just 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 doesn't fit Ariola's style of play, does he? He really no. doesn't. He likes pace and, and and power on the on the flanks, and Brooks doesn't offer that. So if you're not going to play him, you know his role would probably be more in the ten, but. Even then, he, like Steve said, he hasn't covered himself in glory whenever he's been given an opportunity, really. So I think I would probably go towards Clivert to be mm. honest, and maybe give, maybe give Tav a rest. I'm going to um, lean on the. So the reason thing. I haven't, the reason I, I like what Wing's saying there. He's saying that it's a good good um, opportunity to play Tav into form, which is right because he hasn't mm. he hasn't really come back with yeah, the numbers this season, has he? There's all sorts as of much as he did last season. Yeah. The reason I haven't gone for Clivert is because I, I think we should he's an option for uh, well, playing up front. This is what I was just going to say. Could you put Clivert in the nine and put Tav on the wing and have a front three of Sinistera, Clivert and, and Tav, which could be quite fluid as well because Sinistera could maybe drop in there. And, do you know well, what I mean? It could be Paul wants even to put a little... As a false nine. Yeah. Okay, right. Nine. There's all sorts of permutations, really. There really okay. is. So there is an option to play Clivert up top. We saw that in pre-season. There is an option to play Billing there. I wouldn't play Billing there, but fair fair play mm -hmm. to Paul for throwing that one in the chat. Yeah. It's between Kiefer Moore and Dom Solanke. Kiefer Moore really struggled at QPR, didn't have a lot of service in the first half, got the second goal, got, got us equalised in the fixture. After Sunday, and I want to attack this competition and really take it seriously, I, I think Dom Solanke, Matt, I really think Dom Solanke needs yeah, to start. If it's, if, it's, if, it's a call, if it's a choice between the two, you've got to go Dom, haven't you? Unless you're going to rip up the form, you're going to rip up the you know what he's been doing. Yeah. And if you're going to play if, more, you get, you've got to play different. You've got to play. You're going to attack it, or you're not going to attack it. That's yeah. for me. If, are you going to you've got to go, you've got go Dom? If, if we're going away from home to a Premier League top six side, and we're going to we're going to be up against him, we're going to want to loft balls into the box all day long when we can't. And we're going to want someone to hold the ball up and and and, and bring players into play. Then Kiefer Moore's maybe a man. He's a Plan B player, isn't he? We all know what he offers, but. Looking at that lineup that we've all chosen, how can you not have Dom Solanke as a part of it? Mm. Because Kiefer Moore is just going to slow it all up. Let's be honest; he's not. He doesn't fit the style in any way, shape, or form. So you're going to have to go Dom. So we're, you, saying, really? so we're saying. So we're saying. Tavernier doesn't play. We're saying. We're and that hurts Tavernier. me. That hurts me. Yeah, it does. But he's on the bench, isn't he? I mean, this is quite. You know, he come. Christie come on at mm. half time against QPR uh, and Cliver. I think come on, didn't he? At half time against QPR. So it's it depends how things are going, doesn't it, after 45 minutes. But that side there, you look at it, and you think that that is more than capable of putting goals past Swansea City with all due respect. Yeah, I mean, Steve, coming back to the point here, Wings say and play Cliver up top, which is what you potentially suggested. Don't risk Dom. We know that if Dom gets injured, yeah, we're, we're maybe in deep one. trouble. We've got a week yeah. before we play a next Premier League game. We're in two competitions now until the end of the season. 
but I want to attack this competition. I want to take it seriously. I really want to set a precedence of what we're going to do now for the FA Cup. That's... And and we're going to go and hit Swansea and we're going to hurt them. We're going to beat them 3-4-0, whatever. And let's do it. Let's do it. Let's play Dom. Okay. But, it, okay, the caveat to that is that if Dom picks up an injury in the first 10 minutes and he's out for three months... Yeah, it's a risk. It's a risk. My, my point is, if we, we, sh we should have enough to beat them regardless yeah. of Dom or Clive or even more. For that. <laughs> He's off to Milan, isn't he? If we put Clive in the nine then and put Tavernier on the wing? It's Tavernier. I, I, think, he, I, think, he'll go with, I think he'll go with Solanke because I think he wants to attack it, like Kirk said. Personally, I wouldn't risk him. Um, yeah. But we've seen you know, what happens when he's... I don't know, when he's a bit isolated and he does it, he's not someone said there he, he's had a bit he's had a few knocks this season and I don't know if he's playing with a little bit of a knock but could he not just is, is he not worth out giving giving him a rest as well because yeah okay. the problem is if, if if he's the only one scoring goals for us so okay. Steve also puts in the chat if, yeah. if Dom's carrying a bit of yeah. an injury then he shouldn't start yeah, his knee was scratched up on Sunday okay 100% 100% yeah. great but if he, right. if he if he's on the bench and things aren't going well we can we can maybe bring him on late late doors can't we do you know what's a good thing? That we haven't got to do this job. That's a good thing because <laughs> we have gone around the houses a little bit. But um, yeah, tell you yeah. what, look, that's what we've gone for. That's our predicted lineup. If you're watching this back on that, replay, that should, tell us that what should you think be good enough. Be. That should be good enough, 100. percent Yeah, and it is flexible to change it up, just like Andoni did against QPR. You know he'll yeah. do it if he's not happy yeah, and yeah. it's not working. He did it in the Carabao Cup against Stoke. Troy wasn't working, he's, so he whipped him he's out. He's done it pretty much every game that we've had yeah. in the cup. He's, he's swapped it around at half-time because it hasn't been working. But what I like as well, lads, is he sees things that nobody else does. Who else saw Lewis Cook in the back four and, and would have the bravery to make that decision? That's yeah. why we've got yeah. a, a class manager and we've stepped up from O'Neill. Interesting lineup. Right, we are 54 minutes into our episode 27. Should we do it? Should we do a score predictions? This is your 60-second warning. What do you think the score being the FA Cup fourth round between Bournemouth and Swansea? Go for it in the chat. Thank you so much for supporting Cherry's Red Army on our journey, on our YouTube, on our podcast. Please do subscribe. Please to, do tell as many people about the channel as we get closer to 2,000 subscribers. Thank you so much to our monthly members. Anyone who donates or supports the channel at buymeacoffee.com slash Cherry's Red Army. Thank you very much. Details in the description below. Click the link. Takes you there. But please do smash the like button on this video. It's been an interesting conversation. Really, really liked it. Your score predictions are going in the chat. Steve, you at the game? Stupid question. Stupid question. <laughs> so I'm at the game. Yeah, okay. no, I'll be there. Um, yeah, it's it's um it's something I want to you know, like Matt said, we 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 want to see us have a good little progression in a cup and. I'm in, I'm in there because I don't want to lose my points because if we do, if there's always that chance we do progress. And if I decide, oh, I don't want to go to some of the early rounds, I won't get a bloody ticket. Mm. But I think I think we should I think we should cope with this game pretty easily. I think uh, I, I'm seeing a lot of the similar sort of three three nil three ones, and I think I'm probably on the going to go for a famous Cherries Red Army three one. I think nice because I, uh, I I think we've we've got a 
you know, it's it's a free hit for them. So they will we'll chuck a bit of the kitchen sink at us, and I'm sure we'll concede one. But I think we'll we'll just outshoot them. Yeah, we've had just the one, isn't it? One this season. Sheffield United, three-one. That was mm. the last time I think at Bramall Lane. Um, let's dive into the chat, Matt, and then we'll see what we think. Nine-three. Um, I think, I think, he, I think um, he he's adjusted that. Three nil. Yeah. I think it's three nil. That we'll come back to Chris. Three nil. That's what you meant. Well, well done, Chris. Chris. Clean sheet. Three nil. Mark Cole agrees with Chris. Three nil. Wing is saying with the team I want, it will be five nil. Realistically, Cherry's Red Army three one. Paul also going with a famous Cherry's Red Army three one. And Terry is going for the Cherry's Red Army three one. Alan's going four one. Steve Connor's loving the Cherry's Red Army. Famous. 3-1. So is Mark. You did see him right, Steve. A lot of 3-1s in there. Cameron's 4-0. Yeah. Gene wants to see Billing and more. So we'll see what happens prior to kickoff. And another 3-1 from Wing. Thanks very much. Any more score predictions going in? I'll show them on the screen. Matt, your score prediction. FA Cup fourth round. Great opportunity for the Cherries. Yeah, it is. It really is. I, I think with the back four that hopefully will be filled and you look at that back four and it is a it's a Premier League uh, back four, really, with, uh, with 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 a with a very competent goalkeeper. Um, so there's no reason why we can't keep a clean sheet. I don't, and we need to keep a clean sheet, I think, for confidence. Um, so I'm going to predict a clean sheet. And I'm, I, I think that we've got enough in that team if we field what we what we think we're going to field to be able to create chances and score goals. So I'm going to go with a with a comfortable three nil victory. Um, mm. And that, that's not at all being disrespectful to Swansea, but you look at the two sides on paper. From whatever side we feel, I I just feel that 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 is there for us on Thursday night, and there's no reason why why we can't execute it really with the team that we we should be putting out and what we're what we're capable of. Um, yeah, I'd love to see Alex Scott uh, really come into his own and maybe even notch a goal on 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 Thursday night. Certainly, an assist or two. Really like to see him run the show if he plays. That would be my uh, my wish. But I'm going to go three nil. And any Swansea fans checking out this preview, this part of the episode, thank you very much. And no disrespect, we know you're probably going to come here and just give it everything. You're in your new project under your new manager as well. So let's see what you can do on the night. I am going to join the famous, I think, 3-1. Let's get another one in there. Some people will be happy you're trying with trying to keep El Mourinho's from going out of business, are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, on, I mean... I am confident Travis can keep a clean sheet. I mean, he got 20 against championship sides, didn't he? So he's got every yeah. chance of keeping a clean sheet. So got to go with 3-1 though. I love I love the Cherries Red Army. I don't like conceding, but I do like the famous 3-1 score. Episode 27 then. That's another one wrapped up, guys. Steve Hensman, always good to chat Bournemouth. Your final thoughts in episode 27 and any, any nice thought for the Bournemouth fans leading into an FA Cup weekend? Yeah, I mean, look, we've had a disappointment couple of, a couple of games and I think we just forget about them now, move on to this. There's another five teams going to go out from the Premier League this round. Mm -hmm. So it is, like you said, it's going to open up and there's a good chance here to progress into the latter stages of this competition and, you know, really have a go at it for a change, which would be nice to see. And I think the fans will really, you know, warm to Andoni a lot more if we get that sort of, you know, deep into a competition. He's done it before in his previous jobs. We've all talked about it. So there's no reason he can't emulate that here. Great opportunity. Um, and then after that, we've got some very winnable games. We've got the likes of West Ham, Fulham. You know, we've Forest. got some games in there. Forest. Yeah. So let's let's just put those two games behind us, move on and uh, 
I'm sure we'll get back on track soon enough. Semenyo will be back anyway. Don't worry, Ghana cocked it up, didn't they? <laughs> two nil lead as well. Yeah, two nil in two goals in injury time against. Who was it against? Not sure. I just know they absolutely threw it away. Matt, yeah. Steve Connor, final thought from him. At least there won't be loads of away fans in the home seats. It's going to be a full house. Uh, all the sorry, gone. can I just say that was that was awful on on Sunday. The, the amount the it's amount of Liverpool fans. It was yeah. awful. At the end of, at the, end of the game, they're all down. They're all it's down by the hoardings, taking taking photographs of the of the Liverpool crowd and the Liverpool mm. players, and it was just oh. Yeah, it's I embarrassing. It. It's I caught, embarrassing. I caught up. I actually bumped into Sam Davis from back of the net and Tiggs, and I said to yeah, them, I've never is. seen it so busy as the coaches come in. Never seen it so busy. It was ridiculous. But, well, I've, um, ne- I've never been asked for so many by so many randoms like that I haven't heard from from ages for tickets. It was just, yeah, you know, yeah. and it wasn't to come and see the Cherries. It was to come bloody yeah. watch Liverpool. Ridiculous. Makes you sick, really. Just sums it yeah. up, really. Yeah, I, Good I, to I see went your on, final but... thoughts, episode 27. Yeah, I mean, just thought I went on Sam's vlog, as you know, and, and said said as much. Said, you know, the embarrassment was yeah. seeing so many former fans surrounding the Liverpool team coach. That's the thing that uh, pissed me off. Excuse my language to start with, but um, anyway, that that's by the by. It's it's sold out on Thursday night, which is good to see. Um, and they'll yeah. all be Bournemouth fans, and I think there'll be a lot of new support or newish sort of supporters. It'll be almost our second string of of support, won't it, on on Thursday night? A lot of them, like it tends to be for the cup game. So that's the future. You know, that, that, that's how we're going to build our club. So it's great to see this a sellout. Um, final thoughts really are, you know, looking back through the years as AFC Bournemouth fan, getting to the fourth round of the FA Cup at home to Swansea City would be quite a big event, wouldn't it, this weekend? We'd all be really <laughs> excited, thinking, can we get to the fifth round and get a big boy? And now we're excited at the fact we've got Swansea and we've got a real chance to make progress in the Cup. So it just shows how far we've come as a, a football club. So let's just embrace it. Let's enjoy mm. it on the pitch and in the stands and hopefully get through it. And like you both said, like Steve said, the cup, you know, could open up for us. We could have a run and unprecedented, isn't it, to be able to get get as far as a semi-final maybe for a club like ours. So let's go for it and let's enjoy it and embrace it. And yeah, up the cherries. Can we get to the fifth round and get Maidstone? Well, they got to go past uh, Ipswich first, but um, well played to them getting this far in the competition. Fantastic. Very, very good. Thank you so much for everyone who joined us live wherever you are in the world. We've had a new feature come out last weekend where we've got overseas Bournemouth fans giving their match reactions. So more of them to come throughout the season. We'll get as many fans involved throughout the season, do more streams. And look, follow our socials, follow the YouTube channel, because we'll see if we can do something next week leading into West Ham. Because I think the transfer deadline day ends around that fixture, if not on that fixture on the same day. So we'll see if we can do a stream where we can get involved with that and see if we're getting involved and bringing some yeah. players in, maybe on loan. be good to get some news, wouldn't it, of anything? Because we've always yeah, seen these people leaving. We're going to have to strengthen some, something. somewhat. Definitely. Yeah. But this has been Cherries in Focus, episode 27. Please do smash the like button. Please do look after yourself. Swansea fans, do take care coming down to Bournemouth. But let's have a good fixture. Let's hope the Cherries will be in the hat for the fifth round. Look after yourselves wherever you are in the world. We'll see you on the next one. Up the Cherries. Up the Cherries.